Hello, I'm Dr. Shantae, and welcome to Believing Bigger Podcast. <laughs> I love it. I do love it. Actually, I do love it. Um, Listeners, somebody just asked me, like, why do I do this? Okay, so I just told her why I started the podcast, but I have told you guys in episodes before, the reason why I do pod class is because, I kid you not, even though some people, like, hate public speaking, this is my jam. This is, this is my jam. This is, I have been called to teach, called to speak, and I love having the energy of other people with me. So we have reached episode eight in the season, but I was looking at the numbers. I was just telling the pod class listeners, right before we started recording, that this is the 95th episode. And so, y'all, we about five episodes away from 100 episodes. And a few weeks ago, I was talking about how we were getting to 75,000. Now we're over 75,000 downloads. And I truly believe by the end of this season, I'm going to try not to get emotional, that we're going to be at 100,000 downloads for a faith-based entrepreneurial podcast that everybody told me was not going to work. So I thank you so much. So much because you know what? Time is precious. It's the one resource that we're just never going to get back. And you could spend your 20 minutes, your 30 minutes doing anything. But I I thank and praise God for you all that are with me on your elliptical trying to burn them calories. I'm right there with you. Not for real, for real, but like, you know, in spirit. Um, (laughs) For those of you that take me on the train with you in the mornings or on your commute, I mean, I love you to life. And thank you for sharing. And one thing I'm going to ask, which I know I, I tell my other clients to do, but I never, ever ask my listeners to do, which I need to do a better job. If you want Believe in Bigger Podcasts to be more easily accessible on Apple Podcasts, okay, then what I need you guys to do, if you have an Apple device, you have access to an iPad or anything like that, or even an iTunes account, press your way onto the podcast reviews and leave a review for this show because it definitely helps to make it more visible. So now we are at episode eight in this season, season four, and we're going to be talking about a familiar topic, Insecure. Insecure is a very popular show on HBO. And I realized, you know, as I'm watching the the characters this season making such bad decisions, I'm like, oh, why are you doing that? You know, and I had to realize the title (laughs) of the show is Insecure. Because when we don't have security, when we don't have, aren't secure in our feelings, uh, when we're not secure in our calling, when we're not secure in ourselves, then we start to make bad decisions. And so I want to give you a biblical example of how that goes. And so... Our key verse, our guiding thought for this episode is 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. And it says this, so Saul died for his sin against the Lord because he did not keep the word of the Lord. He had asked a woman who spoke with spirits what he should do. He did not ask the Lord. So the Lord killed him and gave the nation to David, the son of Jesse. So if you've been listening to this podcast any amount of time, you know, I love the Old Testament and I love David. David is like my biblical boo thing. Like if I saw him on the street today, I'd be like, well, hello. okay." Um, And so when I saw this, I I love the stories because I'm a big believer in learning from other people's mistakes. And I certainly want to share those with you. So this is in First Chronicles and. I want you guys to bear with me, okay? Because in order to truly understand this, you have to have some context, okay? We got to back that thing up today. So we're going to be like in a couple of different chapters, but I promise you by the time we get to the end of this episode, it will all make sense. So here's what we're going to be talking about today under the topic of insecure. Number one, we're going to be talking about disobedience cost. Number two, 
when God goes silent. Number three, real insecurity. And then my favorite part of pod class, I get to hear from you guys. So disobedience caught. So I told you in order to truly understand where this story comes from, because we're talking about Saul, the Bible says that that the Lord killed him. Saul killed himself. Saul committed suicide. He fell on his own sword. And we're going to talk about how he got there. And so to kind of talk about where we got this from, we have to go back to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 1 through 35. And so let me just kind of give you some, some bullet points out of what's happening in that chapter. Number one, the Israelites were at war with the Amalekites. And if you go through the Bible in the Old Testament, the Israelites were always at war with some other kind of ites, okay? So in this case, it's the Amalekites. They were cruel to one another. They were offering sacrifices, and they were at odds, at enmity with the Lord. They were enemies of God. And so God instructed King Saul to destroy all of the Amalekites, okay? When God gives you a direct order, he will give you everything that you need to accomplish the task. And so he said, I want you to go. The Bible says, devote them to utter destruction. Like in other words, no stone unturned. They're all gone. But Saul had other ideas. Okay. In this chapter, Saul had other ideas. So anything that he didn't feel was of value, you know, women and children, you know, men, he cut them down. No problem. But the king of the Amalekites, he was like, man, you know, the king, that's a big trophy. You know, that's, that's a big win. That's somebody I might like to march down the streets like, huh, look what I did. And all the best sheep and all the best calves and all the gold and things like that. He was like, I mean, you know, let's, let's be opportune. Let's, let's take a little of that for myself. But that's not what God asked him to do. So in verse nine, it says, Saul and the people spared Agag. Agag was the king of the Amalekites and the best of the sheep and of the cattle and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was valuable and would not utterly destroy them. All that was despised and worthless, they utterly destroyed. So this is in direct contrast to what God asked Saul to do and he paid for it. Disobedience cost. In verse 10, so like the very next verse, this is, <laughs> this is how quickly things turn around, okay? So he just destroyed, you know, most of the Amalekites. He didn't capture the king. He got all the best stuff, and he marching out of there feeling like somebody. And in the very next verse, it says, the word of the Lord came to Samuel, who was the prophet, okay? This is, this is Saul's spiritual advisor came to Samuel and said, I regret that I made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my command. So in the very next verse, God told Samuel, I hate that I chose him. I hate that I made him king. And those are powerful words. When God has regrets, think about that, because God does not fail. God does not lie. God does not make mistakes. So when he has regrets, it's some serious business. He said, I regret that I made Saul king. He turned his back from following me and he has not carried out my commands. Verse 23, for rebellion. Okay, so this is how God considers Saul's disobedience. He said, for rebellion is no less a sin than witchcraft and stubbornness is like iniquity and idolatry. Key verse, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. So just like that, Saul lost the kingdom, just like that. And, you know, a lot of people think, you know, Saul just kind of died out on the scene and then, you know, David took over. No, it didn't happen like that. Saul lost the kingdom through disobedience. 
And because of that disobedience, God said, everything that that I gave you, I'm taking away. And think about to the previous podcast. Okay. So if you were listening, you know, to the last couple of podcasts, we talked about this, that this is what God does. People that you think are on the top of the mountain, people that you didn't think would never fall off. Yeah, I'm talking about Prince. No, okay. But you know, people that you didn't think would ever be off the top of the hill. God ultimately has the last say so in terms of how that works out. So just like that, disobedience cost. So here's the thing, folks, believers, listeners, whenever God asks you to do something, whether he tells you to do it in prayer, because, you know, we pray for things and we want God to answer us, you know, to speak to our hearts, to speak to our spirits, uh, whether he asks you to do something in his word. So there are some things that God specifically asks you to do in his word that is like no ambiguity. Case in point says, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's no ambiguity about that. <laughs> There's no black and white. There's no, well, did he really mean? No. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He commands you to forgive. He commands you to pray. He commands you to love one another like you love yourself. He said, love your neighbor like you love yourself. Even though some people are really hard to love, okay? But these are commands. In dreams, okay? Because God speaks to some people in dreams. He spoke to a lot of people in the Bible in dreams. So anytime he asks you to do something and you don't do it, it's going to cost you something. Some of us are wondering why our lives are not where we thought they were going to be at this age, okay? Why we don't have what we thought we were going to have at this age. Why, you know, our, our money ain't what we thought it ought to be at this age. Well, sometimes we have to reevaluate and say, okay, you know, do I have beef with somebody? Am I harboring things in my heart against somebody? You know, I did a whole podcast last season on forgiveness. And Samuel, 1 Samuel 15, 22, the same chapter says, surely to obey is better than to sacrifice. So anytime you turn your back on God, anytime you say, I ain't doing that, it's going to cost you something, okay? There's going to be a sacrifice involved. This is why the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, what? Not on your own understanding. Don't get somewhere, no matter where God elevates you to, you're always going to need him. And that's the point. Saul was king. David was king. Solomon was king. They all needed him. And the minute they got out of step, God let them know, <clears throat> I don't mean to be, you know, a wet blanket, but let me just remind you who puts you where you are. Okay. Every time. So when God goes silent, that's where we are now. When God goes silent. So to give you some context, Saul was at war. So at first it was the Amalekites. And then several chapters later, now he's at war with the Philistines and steadily at war with the Philistines. Because remember, this is how David came into the picture, right? So now he's at war with the Philistines. You are at war right now in your life. You cannot tell me as a listener, as a believer, especially that something ain't going on in your life, that something ain't trying to come, whether it's your health, <laughs> whether it's your parents, something in your life is under attack, okay? Whether it's how you feel about yourself and, or, or whether or not you feel like this dream that God has called you to, to produce is actually going to happen. Like something is happening, okay? Because the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against wickedness and powers and rulers of darkness, okay, in high places. So you are at war with something in your life, okay? So Saul was at war. We are at war. And when you are in the battle for your life, especially when you're in charge of other people, especially when you have responsibilities, when you are in the battle for your life, for your dream and for your future, the last thing as a believer that you need is for God to go quiet on you. 
That's rough. That is rough. But this is exactly what happened to Saul after his disobedience. So let this be a cautionary tale that whenever your plan starts to look better than God's plan, you are setting yourself up for trouble. A little bit later in the year, I'm going to be working on a project about failed relationships. And every woman that I've talked to so far can tell you that when she thought that, you know, her plan was better than God's plan for the mate that she chose, baby, 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 <laughs> baby, because I got that story too. I, I got that story too. God went silent on me and I was like, well, I leaned on my own understanding and didn't I pay the price? Yes, I did. So now let's fast forward about God going silent. First Samuel 28. So fast forward, we're going from 15 to 28. This is major. This is major. This is major because this is the crux of the insecurity. This is where the wheels really came off the tracks. Okay. In 1 Samuel 28, Samuel dies. So God rest his soul. Samuel, the prophet, dies. So what this means is that he's no longer available to counsel Saul. Not only is he not available to counsel Saul, God is not talking to him. God has given him the silent treatment. He said, hey, don't come to me. You know how your mama do you like that? You'll need me before I need you. Well, she's giving you the silent treatment. So this is, that's the card that God has played. And so God is not answering his prayers. And because he's at war, because he needs advice, because he needs counsel, he starts freaking out because he doesn't know what to do. Any battle that he's fought up to this point has been with the Lord's blessing. Any battle he's fought up to this point has been with Samuel by his side. So now he's just out there by himself and he gets panicky and he gets scared and he gets desperate and he does the unthinkable. So here's what he does. Verse three says, meanwhile, Samuel had died and all Israel had mourned for him. He was buried in Ramah, his hometown, and Saul had banned from the land of Israel all mediums and those who consult spirits of the dead. So mediums, um, if anybody remember that movie Ghosts with Whoopi Goldberg, that's a medium. Okay, somebody, and actually I think they had a show for a while on NBC called like Medium or something like that. So mediums, people who, who speak to people on the other side, as it were, okay? These people were banished from the kingdom in verse 3. But in verse 6, remember I see how quickly things turn around. <laughs> but in verse 6, Saul is about to go into battle. And he asked the Lord what he should do. Verse 6 says, but the Lord refused to answer him, either by dreams or by sacred lots or by the prophets. Key verse, verse 7. Saul then said to his advisors, find a woman who is a medium so I can go and ask her what to do. Oh, baby. Oh, sugar, this was it. That was, that was the last straw. This was the last straw. Without God's direction, without Samuel's guidance, he says, hey, go and find one of these women that speak to dead folks so I can call up somebody from the dead. And who did he call? Who y'all think he called? Samuel. Yes, he's called. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He asked the medium to call Samuel. So in verse 11, and I know some of y'all are thinking like, dang, they got like dead speaking spirits in the Old Testament. Y'all better read. Yes, I told y'all the Old Testament is lit. Okay. So he calls the medium to call up Samuel in verse 11. And in verse 15, Samuel is furious. Samuel says, why are you calling me? He 
says, why have you disturbed me by calling me back? Samuel asked Saul. And Saul said, because I am in deep trouble. The Philistines are at war with me and God has left me and won't reply by prophets or dreams. So I have called for you to tell me what to do. Ooh. And this is where the final judgment gets handed down. So verses 16 through 19. But Samuel replied, why ask me since the Lord has left you and has become your enemy? In other words, Samuel said, what you, what you think I'm going to do? If the Lord can't help you, you think I can? Okay, because Samuel recognized who God was. Even in death, he's like, I know what the deal is. Verse 17, the Lord has done just as he said he would. He has torn the kingdom from you and given it to your rival, David. Here's what I want you to recognize. Saul lost the kingdom the day he disobeyed. Mind you, we some 13 chapters in, and sometimes this is how we think that if we turn our backs on God, if we don't do what he asks us to do, if, it, if, the, if the punishment doesn't come swiftly, if it don't come right then, we think we didn't got away with something. You know, my granny used to say, you might get by, but you won't get away. If it don't come out in the wash, it'll come out in the rinse. So here we are many chapters later, okay, many chapters later, and he lost the, the kingdom way back. He's like, you just didn't know it yet. It, it just hasn't come to fruition yet. But once God has passed judgment on you, it's a done deal. Verse 18, he said, the Lord has done this to you today because you refuse to carry out his fierce anger against the Amalekites. In other words, the Lord ain't forgot. Verse 19, what's more, the Lord will hand you and the army of Israel over to the Philistines tomorrow. And you and your sons will be here with me. The Lord will bring down the entire army of Israel in defeat. Wow. Wow. So Samuel said, number one, I don't know why you called me. I can't do nothing for you. But since you did call, <laughs> let me remind you why this happened. And let me also tell you, since you want a word, what it's looking like. Tomorrow, you're going to be in the ground just like I am. You and your kids. And you all can continue to read it for yourself. But pretty much Saul was sick after that. He was sick after that. Paralyzed with fright is what the Bible says because he was like, wow, I really messed up. So here's the key of, of insecurity. Okay, so let me bring this back to our topic, to our focus. Real insecurity comes from this, when God is not on your side. When God is not on your side, you are a marked man. <laughs> you are a marked woman. You might have it going on for a little while, but just wait. Just wait. The thing is, the reason why I do podcasting and pod class and don't give it up because this is work. This is work for me. This is work for my text. This is work for the team. And I appreciate all of them, but this is work. And the reason why I feel confident in doing this work, the reason why we have the, the numbers and the success that we have is because I feel secure in knowing that this is what God has called me to do. And regardless of what other dreams I have or hopes or ambitions I have, this is the lane I'm supposed to be in right now. So I continue to do that. I have security in that. And that's why it's successful. So First Chronicles 10, 2 through 4, this is the ultimate ending of the story with Saul. Verse 2 says, the Philistines went after Saul and his sons and they killed Jonathan, which remind you, this was David's best friend. Jonathan and David were best friends, but because of Saul's foolishness, they killed Jonathan, Abinadab, Malkashua, Saul's sons. So he had three sons and they all died with him on the battlefield. 
The battle was hard for Saul. Those who fought with the bow found him and hurt him with an arrow. Then Saul said to the one who carried his battle clothes, Take your sword and kill me with it, or these men who have not gone through our religious act will come and make fun of me. So even in his like dying, <laughs> he's like, I want to die with some dignity. But the one who carried his battle clothes would not do it, for he was very afraid. So what happened? The Bible says, so Saul took his sword and fell on it. That's what happened to Saul. So not only has Saul messed it up from himself, he messed it up for his sons. Because remember, in the kingdom, the kingdom is supposed to pass from father to son. And unfortunately, guilty by association, it cost him. So real insecurity. If you lack the ability to follow, you will never be able to lead. This is so key. I know a lot of us want to be in prime positions. We want to be out there, you know, calling the shots. We want to be in that director's chair. We want to be in that producer's chair. We want to be the one that is is, is making decisions and, and being an influencer in our industry. But if you cannot follow, you will never be able to lead. As influencers and platform builders, you are going to spend hours, weeks, months, crafting plans and developing strategies in meticulous detail. And then when it's time to delegate those plans, you want those plans carried out to the letter. Because you know the value of what you're building. And so you're not going to throw something together last minute and willy-nilly. You're going to spend some time. You're going to spend some effort. You're going to spend some hours, some late nights and some early mornings crafting out your plans. You realize the people that you need in place to carry it out. And when it's time for those plans to move forward, you want those plans carried out just the way that you drew them up. Now, imagine you do all of that and one of your subordinates, one of your team members trying to improve on your plan or thinking that they got a better plan, not knowing what you know, the relationships that you've built or what you've invested at this point decides to go in a different direction. That's what Saul did, and it cost him. So what did it cost him? He lost his peace when he disobeyed, and when he lost his peace, he lost his mind, and because he lost his mind, he lost his life. Listen, believers, I understand it's hard to wait. It's hard to keep the faith. It's hard to understand why God does what he does the way that he does it, but trust me, when you follow his plan, Instead of your plan, insecurity is never going to be an issue for you. You're never going to be insecure about it. Even when people talk about you, even when people don't understand, because, you know, people talked about Noah. You building a what? Man, it ain't rained in a dog's age. Well, they floated away <laughs> to safety and everybody else that talked about Noah was drowned. OK, so it doesn't matter. OK, when you know that you're doing what God has called you to do, insecurity is never an issue for you. So now is my favorite part of pod class where I get to hear from you. Reflecting back on the storyline and putting this back into my life, um, the last part of that, when you are being disobedient and losing your peace, um, if you don't have a peace of mind, you have nothing. So looking back on that and just my week last week was enough <laughs> to let me know that I need to sit still and really listen to what God is saying to me and be obedient to his word. Because it always costs you something, okay? Like, let's be honest. How many of us have lost sleep worrying about things? And, and how many times does the Bible say, be anxious for nothing, don't worry? You know, but because, and usually what we're worried about is not anything that God has said. When we're worried about something, it's some grave that we done dug for ourselves. <laughs> we're trying to figure out how we're going to get out of it, okay? So we've been there many times. One more. 
Definitely when you think about insecurity and losing control, you know, when, once you lose that security, you see someone just spiraling, and it's like it gets worse and worse. You talk about losing his peace and losing his mind, losing his life, and you see that a lot in, in when people are insecure about a situation or their life in general, you know, so especially if they don't have the Lord in their life. We see this on social media. We see this in real life. I mean, celebrities, I know we just look at the fame and the clothes and we want to go to the events, but they don't have it all together. They don't have it all together. And the thing is, time always bears that out. Time always bears that out. People that you think had it going on, had the perfect life, they have real problems. But just because you see somebody with what you think is the perfect life, all that glitters is not gold. So believers, if you got questions, concerns, takeaways about this episode, Insecure, you know you can hit me up at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter and on Instagram, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believing Bigger with Dr. Shante. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to follow Dr. Shante, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. Until next time, keep on Believing Bigger. Believing Bigger.